Welcome to the fourth episode of Saturn Returns Podcast. On today's show, we have our check-in done at Kava Bar in Portland, Bula Kava on Southeast Division, followed by an interview with Chad Roberts of Green Idea Farms and Foggy Acres. And lastly, we hang out in the woods and go over some of Lisa Scheim's top 10 tips for Saturn Returns. Hope you enjoyed the show. So, Kava, it is a psychoactive root found in Indonesia and in the Pacific Islands, and it's relaxing and tranquil, and it has different effects. It can make your body relaxed and your mind relaxed, and it makes you feel good. How you been, Justin? Hmm. Well, on the surface, I've been pretty good. Yeah. I've, I've, I've clocked about 24 hours in the new Monster Hunter. Okay. Um, really easy to do when you've uh, lost your job. You lost your job? Yeah, they uh, they let me go on Friday. Um, I, guess I wasn't... What? They let you go already? Yeah. How come? Um, I guess I wasn't fast enough. I, was, I wasn't able to keep up with their production standards. So I guess I don't need to ask you about how your posture at work is. Um, well, my <laughs> posture at work, I felt like it was very good. I felt like I tried to work within the green zone and yeah. limit myself to the yellow zone. Um, but my posture at uh, PlayStation headquarters, I feel like it's been very good. Uh, so you're you're back at like playing video games all day again? Yeah, I've been drawing a little bit, but mostly just video games. Yeah. But I've been I've been using an, an exercise ball to play games, so I feel like my posture has been okay. Baby steps, right? Yeah, baby steps. I guess I we should probably say at this point, listener, we are at Bula Kava House in Portland. Um, so, Jesse, how has wedding planning been going? You're stressed out about something that's like still a couple months away. If you don't like take action about it, you're just gonna stay stressed regardless of like what the underlying cause is. So, in order to relieve some pressure, I decided to take essentially a, a day off of work to get a bunch done, to drive around town, do errands, and. Honestly, it was kind of a mental health day, too, because it relieved a lot of stress. But in addition to that, um, I think a big thing that has helped me get past some of the stress around the wedding um, is actually kind of leads into some of what Lisa told us last episode, which is not everything is going to be in my control. And I think the things I was stressing about most, like who is RSVPing, how are they going to get here, I mean, that's where are they going to stay? Completely out of your control. Yeah, and I was stressed all about it. And so I refocused my effort on trying to accomplish stuff I could control, in addition to taking a day off, and in addition to this kava we just drank. I'm feeling really good. That's good. Yeah, no. Um, I would say this kava has certainly increased my spirits within the last two minutes that <laughs> yeah. I have uh, drinking it. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so on top of that, you're going to be stopping. You're going to be not smoking tobacco. Yeah, I haven't told the listener that. Well, yeah. I just did. So yeah. you can uh, you can listen to that <laughs> later in the episode. Later in the episode? Or no, I'm going to get to it now. Oh, you okay? Yeah. Well, there'll be a an uh, that you did in there. Yeah. So the other thing that's going on is I don't want to be smoking cigarettes during my wedding. I don't want to be thinking about having a cigarette somehow snuck in somewhere. It sounds awful. And I've wanted to quit for a while, so it's just finally time. And um, there's actually one of the people who I supervise. I told them a while ago that I wanted to quit. And they came up to me with this like study about going to a, a sauna for three days in a row and like going as long as you can and how it detoxes the nicotine extra fast, which makes the withdrawal extra hard. But at the end of the three days, there shouldn't be any left in you. Wow, that sounds really intense. I think what's going to be hard for me is, and I know this, but I think it's still going to be hard. You can't just get rid of a bad habit. You have to replace a bad habit. Or it's just like living. Like where? (laughs) No, I'm serious. Like where I was working, the people I was working with were like, they were chain smokers, like hardcore. And so they were constantly like smoking in the truck, smoking on the job, smoking on their break, just smoking and smoking and smoking and smoking. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad I don't work. (laughs) Yeah. That's, yeah. I'm glad that both... Let's call her LJ until she gets on the show. My fiance and I both don't chain smoke. We both think it's disgusting. I think the only time we've ever chain smoked was when um, we had some car problems and we were like out. We were really stressed. And it was really cold. And for some reason, that pack of cigarettes felt warm. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, no, it was funny. So during that overtime, we had to go do something down in uh, Springfield, Oregon, which is like two hours away from here. Yeah. Um, and on the way back, I was driving yeah, with a guy who was a big hardcore chain smoker. He was smoking pretty much the whole way back, and we get, we're maybe like two minutes away from, uh, from the, the shop, and he rolls down the window and then stops smoking, and he... It, it was his attempt to like air out the car uh, to make it seem like he wasn't smoking the car because there was a big old there's a fat old you know you don't smoke in this car oh my god and it's just like you know I'm not gonna like say anything I'm not gonna like stop him from smoking because I know like, people need their cigarettes but it's like I don't know Why even it's hide like it? so delusional yeah and well I think when you chain smoke you lose almost all sense of smell yes sense of smell sense of taste yeah um, and I imagine it affects other senses too. I'm not a smoker, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, and I think this is gonna be our first big like before and after um, between episode four and five. So I don't I don't quite know how it's gonna go. I don't even know if I'm gonna be successful. But I guess what I mean by before and after is if we have listeners, please hold me accountable. I want to quit smoking tobacco. I've started telling people at work I want to smoke, stop smoking, and when I'm going to. And how to make sure I don't smoke, like on Tuesday. So following. if those like three or four new followers we got on Twitter could tweet at you to uh, make sure you're not smoking, yeah, it'd be super helpful. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 
And I'll, I can I can text you and be like, hey, dude, are you smoking? Are you not smoking? No, don't do that, because then I'll be thinking, you'll make oh, me okay. think about it. Well, what are you trying to replace your habit with? Um, well, like I said, there's a lot of different things. There's a lot of different times to replace that habit. So, in the morning, um, on my way to work, because I don't smoke until I get in the car to drive, yeah. I think I will just have to start eating my breakfast then. Like a muffin or whatever. In the car? Yeah, I mean... Oh, don't do that. That's dangerous. <laughs> I mean... Seriously. Like, you're not supposed to, you know, eat and drive. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. If that's what you gotta do to stop smoking, then maybe that's what you gotta do to stop smoking. I mean... I think the driving one is gonna be tricky. But I don't... I think it's tricky because I don't know what I'm gonna replace it with. What if you just replaced it with, like, a plastic cigarette? So you have, like, that feeling of having something in your hand. That might actually be the best time to do that with. I was thinking about stuff like gum. Oh, right. But like, I drink my coffee like on the way. Or... No, just okay, good. oral like fixation. Yeah. yeah, no. I think maybe that is a good plastic cigarette time. Or just like a pen. I don't know. That's what, that's what I figured a plastic cigarette was. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of like a one hitter, like one of those little oh, no. like metal one hitter. I think a pencil, nice and light. There you go. I didn't break it. I get one of those golf just pencils. Just don't sharpen it. Oh, a golf pencil would be good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's about the same size. But I think it like breaks at work will be easy because I'll just replace it with talking to people at work yeah. instead of walking. There you go. I think. Going outside and looking at the stars at nighttime, I think those are going to be easy because I'm just going to start smoking a lot of cannabis leaves. So I have saved up some for my last grow or supply. So you just start smoking a bunch of sweat. Yeah. And I have some other herbs I can smoke, but I don't want to smoke those at work because they smell a lot like weed, and that's a bad idea. You just, yeah, you don't want to have that at work. If you're going to smoke like anything at work, it shouldn't be weed. <laughs> so. Um, I guess full circle. Yeah. Now that you've kind of lost momentum, losing your job. Yeah. How are you feeling? Um, how have I been feeling? I've been. It's. I've been trying to keep the same, more or less the same sleep schedule. So I've been trying to go to bed around like ten or eleven and get up at like seven or eight. So that feels good. Yeah. Um, I've been. You know, trying to get out of the house little by little and walk around go to improv jams uh, just do stuff um, I think there's a little bit of probably what I've been feeling since I last like my last job like feeling incompetent or feeling uh, like not worthy or like a trance like a mess like a mess up or something trance of unworthiness yeah yeah Sure. Um, but I, I don't know. I've just been, it's you know it, it was because that was like probably like one of the first few times in my life where I had sort of like established a plan for myself. I was like, okay, I'm going to be here for like nine months to a year. I'm going to travel when I'm done. It'll give me a lot of time to like clear my head, try to figure some stuff out. I'll go back to school. Um, but then you know that didn't work out so I'm kind of trying to figure out you know how do I still get there or how do I uh... your goal is still to travel 
Yeah. So I think I think maybe because the work wasn't like really your choice. I mean, it was your choice to say yes, but it was like. But it was like it was only my choice because it came out of fucking nowhere. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna turn that down. So I think if you can hone in more on like what does traveling look like, yeah, and you can figure out what the dollar amount is next to it. Not only can you work, but you can fundraise to some extent. Like, I don't no, I mean like you can start here. selling your artwork. You oh, can just like if you know your goal is that and you have yeah. some sketches around, you can start pay what you want on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, you think of what the goal is you're trying to that's reach. That's what I'm trying to do. No, like the destination. Where are you traveling? It's Germany. Oh, it's set in stone. Got, yeah. How long are you going to be there? Uh, a month and a half. How much is it going to cost? I don't know. All right. When I, I ask you these questions next, okay. you better have some answers for me. Um, we'll be right back, listener. Okay. okay. You want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Right now, is it on? Yeah. Yes. Is it really? We've been going for a while just because it was too good. We, oh, might yeah. have, we might have some gems in there to sneak in at the end of the I'm episode. Chad Roberts, and I'm the owner and operator of Foggy Farms. Um, we are an OMMP farm currently, but we're switching over to OLCC shortly. I've been growing cannabis since 2008 with my first patient, Jean. She had a or like a cage in her back and she was on methadone and so I got introduced to her and I started growing for her and she got off the methadone over a short period of time this was in southeast Portland off of 38th and Division in a basement yeah I got my first plants from oh what was his name you might have worked with him what was his Ian okay Ian gave me my first plants he he, he was like, he met me in the break room. He's like, hey, you know, Steve tells me you're looking for some plants. And I went over to his place, and we got the Alaskan Thunderfuck. We got the ice. How old were you when this was going on? Oh, so 10 years ago. So I was 22, 23 years old. Um, just so our listener knows, where are we right now? Just quickly, because you can hear the hammering. We're inside my barn, and we're still refurbishing it. It's an old barn that was built in 1945. And it was built specifically to help returning veterans kind of get into agriculture and have some businesses. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> yeah, just the, like two weeks ago, I talked with the county and got a f- officially found out it was in 1945. So now I'm in the search to find like pictures and. Do you know why I'm asking? How old are you now? 33. 33. 33. My my birthday is November 27th. You're 33. So you've already gone through your Saturn return, and mm-hmm. here you are at the end with the farm. Mm-hmm. And I've known you. Probably through most of your Saturn return now that I think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just before, you, just before it, right? Yeah. So, in that sense, I've seen you take like this road of trials, and now you've manifested it into like your treasure. Yeah, something real. <laughs> so, how do, can you speak to that more than? Let's see, it, my wife and I split in 2013. Okay. How old were you? 27. So you think that was the that beginning. Was the beginning. That was the beginning. Whoa. That was the time when the universe was like, all right, dude, this is what you wanted to do. Your partner didn't support you in this. Now you're on your own. It's time to do it. Yeah. And so I started working angles, figuring out what you have to do to work with dispensaries and work with, you know, this is before OLCC was even the thing. This, yeah. is, this is when it was still medical and dispensaries and those were fledgling. 
And so the first dispensary I sold to was Green Sky. Uh, what's his name? Michael Watson over off of International Way, I think is what it was. And I used to, I used to, I sold him some Harley Sue. And that was great. He, uh, he, he gave me my first official sale. And uh, I worked with him for a little bit. And then I sold to Pharma for a little bit. Um, that was pretty cool. And then that's when I got connected to Jeremy Plum and, and then actually started working for Nucleus Nurseries and getting getting an understanding of what medical was going to turn into as far as REC was. Like, and so that was interesting and learning about who the who the main growers are out there. What was the catalyst for you getting the farm then? Like what um, well so I was you to jump to, from basement to farm? So, yeah, so I was, uh, I was at going from northeast Portland... Um, my friend at the time was selling her house. Uh, I'd leased the house for like seven years. It wasn't in a place that I could buy it. Mm-hmm. And so I had to move my grow thing to somewhere. And I had a friend at the time, this guy Pete, who had a farm out in Troutdale. We moved out there. Or I just moved the operation out there for the outdoor. No no actual gardening, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and you're like 28 we, at that point? No, this is two years ago. Oh, two? Okay. Yeah, it was 31 to, or 32. And uh, he, we did one outdoor and, and a little bit of indoor, but we ended up not, you know, having to part ways. He was he was pretty disrespectful to me, so I had to kind of do Just, my thing. Yeah, get rid of him. But during that time, my friend Adam Bram of Sun Green Gardens connected me to Chong Gall at Pacific Green. She was needing some flour. He didn't have any. They were still buying medical at the time. So this was the end of 2016. And so I was, I could connect with Chong Gall. She's a hustler. And... But I kept it really professional with her. I tried to give her top quality, and, and you know we haggled on price and stuff. And, and through getting to know her, I, I talked to her, you know, told her about my interests, my a little bit of my my dreams, was to connect with the dispensary and grow for a dispensary, so I don't have to go shopping around. Mm-hmm. You know, there can be some consistency on both sides. And uh, she told me that she had some property in Hillsboro, and gave me the address, and that's how it started. And then she just let me do my thing. How old were you when the July first? legalization hmm. 30 so that was kind of the 31 the yeah end. Th- yeah so that was like that's like the, the bookmarks yeah 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 for sure absolutely it's, you know just when, when the time is ready everything's time Every, and I'm finding out now how many people thought it was fucking nuts because when you came here everything's covered in shit mm-hmm. and gross you know so why pot uh, well, pot, I was interested in using cannabis since I was about 16, probably self-medicating. I used to take Ritalin and Adderall and all that stuff until yeah. I chose not to. And yeah. Cannabis made sense to me, made me feel good, you know. And uh, then I was like, you know, I'm always, be- I'm kind of an entrepreneur, so I was like, well, why am I buying this? Mm-hmm. I should be growing it myself. And then, and that was around the time Ian gave me those plants. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, when did you learn and how did you learn that this was... A medicine, not just the self. Yeah, yeah. I think when I learned about the endocrine system and realizing that it was we're supposed to have it, right? For whatever reason, we're our body is like, yeah, like so. Think cocaine, meth, you yeah. know, all these other drugs. Your body's like trying to push it out, trying to get rid of it. Oh, okay. Whereas with cannabis and cannabino- cannabinoids, yeah. you know, it's sucking it right in and storing it in those fats and putting okay. it in places it's supposed to be, and it helps balance the whole system. Whether you're overactive, underactive, and all sorts of stuff. Should we, uh, should we go check out the fruits of your labor? Yeah. Yeah? For sure.
have um, most of what we so. grow are CBD strains right now. Yeah. Um, one of the big ones is Harley Sue. I think that that's something we want to focus on because I think that there's more me- that's more medicine involved with that as well as more of a demand for it. So we're hoping that that's going to help us along. Yeah. Do you, do you know why Harley Sue is so popular? I mean, it's really effective. Is it? It helps a lot of people, and there's a lot of people that are learning about cannabis like what's that don't want to get high. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And Both myself and my fiance love Harley Sue. Yeah, and there's terpenes in there that are anti-inflammatory and anti-spasmodic that are important, like lime, limonene is a big one. It's yeah. just a really Wait, good plant all around. That? Limonene? Limonene, yeah. And that's what helps you that's, relax or help you... Well, the limonene is like kind of an active terpene, so it's going yeah. to create help up with the clear heights. Helps with the bioavailability of cannabinoids. Okay. It's also anti-inflammatory. Yeah. Right? It's antimicrobial. So it can be utilized in a specific in, in, in special ways. And as we formulate different products, we can utilize that better. Like, for example, we, I'd love to make a mouthwash. One of my friends is a dentist, and we, we've talked about making a mouthwash using the Harley Sue. Um, I have a you know, person that. I work with who wants to make perfumes out of the terpenes in cannabis. Mm-hmm. And so that's like a whole industry, too, is just like the aromatherapy qualities of isolation of terpenes from cannabis. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. yeah, no, because I'm sure just a lot of people, when they think about cannabis, they think about just getting high and that no, it can be used. Like you were saying earlier, it can be used to medicate. Yeah, there's a ton of people. In fact, I think the largest demographic, correct me if I'm wrong, is people in the 50s and above, mm-hmm. baby boomers that are trying, that are, don't necessarily want to get high. Some do, some don't. Well, man, I know you got a lot of shit to do on your farm today. Mm-hmm. You want to plug anything? Hmm. What do I want to plug? I've never plugged before. This will be my first plug. Well, um, check us out at uh, Green Ideas Portland on Instagram. Our Foggy Acres our Instagram isn't up yet. That's something we've recently just kind of decided we're going to go with when we go transition to OLCC. Hopefully, we're going to be licensed in about six to seven months. So check us out. Um, we'll be at Pacific Green Dispensary, where the first dispensary we'll be we'll be at. We're going to be giving out. Uh, t-shirts and stash jars and setting up an event out on the farm in Hillsborough. We're going to have a pinata with a bunch of joints and candy and food and we want you guys to come out and try our flower and just check out the farm. There's 50 acres. We're surrounded by in, we're in wine country on off of yeah, off of 219. So check us out whenever you get a chance. Perfect. If I got on my knees and I pleaded with you not to go but to stay in my arms. If you feel like sharing your story like Chad, please call us at 361-420-1337 or email us at SaturnReturnsPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. We'll be different. Welcome back, listener. We're in Marshall Park, our favorite old stomping ground in southwest Portland, um, doing our end of the episode sort of like recap and reflections, mm-hmm. and we're also going to do our top ten. Well, the, our, our favorite from the top ten. We're not gonna, right. If you want to see the whole list, remember, you can uh, check out Lisa's blog. Saturn Returns Stories. Yes. Yeah. So what did you think of our time with Chad? 
Um, it was good. It was interesting seeing a, a whole working farm, and I think that was definitely on like the front of my head the whole time. Um, so that was cool to see. It was interesting to meet Chad. I should have expected him to act just the way that he acted because his name is Chad. Um, but for whatever reason, I thought he'd be more of a stoner. Yeah. Considering he grows pot. Yeah. So, so we got to hear someone's like full sad in return from yeah. what you heard. Are you like more weary or more hopeful? Um, I am hopeful in that I, I'm pretty sure my future is going to be more like artistic and like creative mm-hmm. kind of thing. But I'm a l- also a little more weary about how it's, what, what is, what's it going to look like? Yeah. Like, I guess what's my medium going to be? I can see that for you. Like for me, not even technically starting it as Lisa told me last episode. Um, that's still a couple months out. Mm-hmm. It feels like tissue culture slash working abroad is definitely going to be what my Saturn return is about. And where that leads me, I'm excited about hearing that even though it's presumably going to be harder than I want it to be, it is probably going to lead to like an actual science career that I'm proud of. Um, but at the same time, I think kind of like, like what you're saying, like, there's there's an unknown about landing because where Chad started out in like a basement is very far away from the farm. Yeah. So it's well, because the basement seems so temporary and it seems like something that if, you, if you're growing pot in a basement, why would you be growing pot in a farm five years later? Like if you're growing a pot in a basement, usually five years later, you're like going to school and you're like, you know, working at McDonald's or something. Yeah. Um, you're not like because because that's seen as sort of like a, a degenerate sort of thing to do like grow weed in a basement mm-hmm. and but to turn that into a full career and a full like uh well he like he thing. specifically said he launched himself into it at that age so it's like oh right it's like he he took that opportunity in his life to decide something so it, yeah. that's i think what makes me queries it's like oh i am deciding this yeah now. you've got a I mean, just like, uh, just like the truck, you gotta, you know, grab life by the horns. <laughs> you got good metaphors in our third bits. Should we get to our uh, bests of the? Yeah. So just again, this is um, our best off the top ten tips for what we've been going through right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you said yours was number four. Mine was number four. Can you read the title? Because I don't remember what the title was. Acknowledge your losses and endings, and then keep going. Yeah. So that seemed to fit with me pretty well, considering I just um, lost my job. Um, but the whole keep keep going thing sort of like struck a chord with me because for the longest time I really haven't like kept going. Mm. Um, but now it's like I've, I've sort of realized that as long as you're going, even if you're just going in circles, you're still going and that's better than staying still. Mm. Mine was uh, number five. Think realistically about how to improve your circumstances. Small steps are fine. Um, I'm, I'm like a pretty big thinker. I'm very emotional, bl- uh, very emotional about how I think. And so, like, 
I usually fly over the small steps and that leaves me no longer congratulating myself for doing those small things. I'm always like, oh, I'm not at the end. Just like a weird Alan Watts thought loop that I get into sometimes. And it's just kind of a nice like reminder that the small steps are kind of more aligned with like being in the moment, which is kind mm-hmm. of cliche. But it's true. Like if you're just focused on the next thing you need to do. You're, you're never gonna be focused on the time right now. More so than if you're worried about what you're going to have to do by the end of the week. Even that small difference is you're keeping yourself a week from now versus what do I need to do today to get there. So I guess the only thing I've really kind of started doing has been better about like journaling. Right on. Like what I need to do tomorrow and like laying out a map for my week but then not having to think about it because it's just, oh, today's this day. What did I write down that I need to do? And then I do that, and I don't worry about piling more on. Nice. Mm -hmm. No, that's good. Yeah. All right. So when you hear from me next, listener, I will have quit tobacco. Oh, shoot. And Justin over there is going to have something of a working budget for his trip to Germany. Yeah. And something of a deadline on when he wants to buy his plane ticket. Which... Damn. I, hope I will. Yeah. I think it's going to be easier than tobacco, so... Hell yeah. Ho- hopefully, hopefully you can take care of it. All right. All right, we'll, uh, we'll see you in uh, episode five, listener. Bye. Bye. <laughs>right jesse where can our listeners find us you can email us at saturn returns podcast at gmail.com or you can find us on twitter at saturn returns po Um, you can find me on twitter at the half full pro and you can find me on twitter at pile of trash and on instagram at digital justin all right talk to you later talk to you later listener Saturn Returns podcast is a sole production of Jesse and Justin. Special thanks this episode to Chad Roberts and Jess from Bula Kava House. Music from this episode is by Gypsy Fari, Hortense Ellis, and Horace Andy. Thanks. See you next episode. and I like to compost it. Well, the chickens found the big ball of coconut oil and the leaves and ate it, just ate it completely. And then they were like, where's more? And I'm like, holy crap.
That's a byproduct. It's got some good fats for them. It's got some good material for them. They're not high. They look fine. Yeah, you should test them. Maybe because they're already <laughs> high. Um, but yeah.